If it's not that bad podcast, I'm Fern here with Dom. Yep, I'm here. Um, is podcasting like the new radio or is radio still radio? Um, what's the radio? I'm sorry, I'm a millennial. I don't know what that is. Like that one guy, uh, it was a couple years ago uh-huh. where you were saying that is either it was, I think it was his son or something, or maybe yeah. his. I don't know who it was, but he was like showing them how he drives, and he's taking his phone and where the cassette player or <laughs> the cassette goes. Really? And he's like, "Oh, I thought that was like a holder or something." God. And that's a legit thought. And he's like, "You thought they made a, a holder for your phone uh, like twenty years ago?" And he's all, "Yeah, well, you guys have phones back then." Oh man, I don't know. Yeah, I guess I'd say. Probably because I think more and more people, even like I said, even like me, like years ago, I like I, I said before, I never really liked like listening, like when my dad would have like talk radio on, but like now it's like that's almost all I listen to, <laughs> not talk radio, but like po- that's basically what pod- podcasting is. And yeah, I was thinking about it. I was like, you know, uh, I never thought I'd actually care that much about podcasts yeah it's a point where we're doing one uh-huh not even like two or three years ago uh-huh like even before this i never thought i'd actually yeah sit and do a podcast uh i mean <laughs> we both had had a friend who was <laughs> like we have to do podcasts yeah for like years yeah and it was always like yeah yeah, yeah that, that'd be cool I guess. Well, because he kind of didn't even know what he wanted to do with it. Yeah, I think it was the idea of just a podcast. And I was like, yeah, but like, there's not that many good podcasts. So, (laughs) I mean, it's like, if you want to try, go ahead. But now it's like, almost the majority of what I listen to is podcasts. Like, I still... Like, I still listen to... Because music's a big part of my life. Yeah. And it's always going to be a part of my life. Mm-hmm. And if, like, a band releases something new or I hear about an, a new band, I'll listen to that and, like, you know, I'll either download it to my phone or stream it, whatever. But most of the time it's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I got to go do this and this and this. Like, all right, well, you know what? I'll just put this podcast on. Oh, you know what? I'll just put this podcast on. And then, like, very rarely now do I find myself actually, like, turning the music on to turn it on. The only time I really turn music on is when there's multiple people in the car. Unless it's, like, me or you where I know it's, like, oh, if I put this on, you know, you'll like it. Or if I put this on, you'll know what it means. I'm like, oh, I'll just put music on because it's, like, white noise. But, yeah, I don't know. I was thinking about it the other day because I started thinking about, like... Oh man, remember? Yeah, I remember like our fucking bus tri- bus driver would always listen to news talk radio, and it's just like, or my brother, like, I, to this day, you know, listens to sports radio. Yeah. What? I can't believe it. I just can't believe it. Like, why is he still in the game? Like, why do they keep him in the game? Yes, yeah, so that's. Oh, what... I don't. I don't know, man. That... Oh, he's just you know, he's a great player. I think he's trying to 
That's what my that's what my dad listens to. Yeah, and it was like so stupid. Like, it was like the same shit over, and then it's like, all right, well, we're off here, so we'll we'll bring in the next people, and they're like, why is this coach so stupid? I don't get why he's so stupid. (laughs) Uh, yeah, well, I don't know. It's just like I think he's a good coach. I think he's had an off game. It's like, is this the same person? Like same people? Sounds like the same people. But I, I hated it. He said he did. Yeah, I always I like, like, why can't you just put music on? Yeah. But now it's like I sit here and, I'll, I'll, oh, yeah, you know, I think it's just, you know, sometimes we got to better ourselves as people, you know, stop looking at, like, what people have and what we want and just try to focus on, like, what we have. And what we would want in wow. our future, you know? And it's like, then I sit back, I'm like, why the fuck am I listening to this? <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. It's like the people doing it are funny and I like them. And it's just crazy. I, I mean, maybe that comes with age. Maybe. Also, we're at a point now where pretty much like anyone and everyone could have a podcast. So it's not ridiculous for me to be like, Oh yeah, this this like lead singer in this band that I really like. He has a podcast. It's cool. Yeah. Or um, oh yeah, this you know oh these these directors like they do this podcast where they you know talk about these movies and they bring in these like comedians and writers and stuff. You know. Yeah. So like, I mean, I get it. I totally get like why we're so infatuated with it. It's just kind of weird when you think about it. Like when you really sit and think about like yeah. We're basically just listening to, like, talk radio. Yeah, basically. Or even, like, uh, uh, what last podcast, they made a joke about them being shock jocks. Yes. It's like, that's true. Like, that's true. Sometimes, well, I mean, like, they're not, like, shock, 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 but there's some podcasts where those people are like that. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, but it's funny because that's what the podcast is. Bazinga. Well, Bazinga. So it's like, I, I don't know. It's just. It just cuts in. Listen to Dom and Fern every Friday. Dom. Triple D. In the morning. You can't handle a truth. Dom and Fern. It's not that bad podcast. <laughs> That'd be so funny. <laughs> I was gonna make one, like one of the, <laughs> like the openings, like that. Yeah. Because I was like, I'll just go through YouTube and I'll pull like different things. Yeah. Like, like you know, because you can look up someone saying like it's not that bad or whatever, yeah. and then like trying to put it all together with some like, wah, 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 like, Woo. but then I was like, ah, oh, it's too much work. This is the fucking news. All right, so I know this is probably not something you really want to talk about, but I think we should talk about it anyways. Is it the elections that just happened? No. So all four Avatar sequels have alleged titles. The titles supposedly allegedly are Avatar, The Way of Water, Avatar, The Seed Bearer, (laughs) Avatar, The Tolkien Rider. And Avatar, the quest for Iwa? Iwa? Quest for more money? The quest for more money. The Way of Waters 2, 12, 18, 20, 20. (laughs) 
Um, yeah, I guess there's so much more to explore on the what is the Pandora? Did they almost de- destroy the planet, or they did destroy the planet? No, they were just fighting them for unobtainium. But wasn't the um like that was the, the tree, tree of life or whatever? Like yeah, wasn't that whole thing was like it like produces life or something? And it's like yeah, that's gone. how that's how they they brought the guy who died back to life. Remember, because he's Jesus. Right? That's what it was. It was an allegory for Jesus. Am I the only one who got that? So why are they still trying to make them? I don't know. Like, James Cameron said there's a whole... There's whole stories that you can tell. It's almost like... He's like... This is like my Star Wars. It's basically Star Wars. You like Star Wars? This is Star Wars now. I mean, I like Star Wars, but like... This is Star Wars. No, but like... I mean, I like Star Wars. This is... Star Wars. No, I get I get it, but I like Star Wars, not Avatar. This is Star Wars now. It do, it just sounds ridiculous. Boring. It does. It 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 like all of it. It's just it's kind of stupid. It's like why do we need four sequels to Avatar? Even if they had cool concepts behind them, just make a different movie. Like, you know what would be cool is if you did a whole, like, alien, like, universe, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like, we already saw this planet with yeah. these aliens, mm-hmm. then move to another planet with okay. different aliens. I'm going to stop you right there. But I want to, sorry, my name is James Cameron, and I want to explore more on this one planet, though. No one gives a shit. But see, like, there's oceans. Why don't we explore the oceans? Remember when I explored the oceans? Why don't we explore the oceans of that planet? I found out that he he didn't make the deepest dive ever by like a man uh, mm-hmm. craft that someone or two people went down. I believe like a couple dozen feet lower than him, but like in the sixties or seventies. Yeah. So I wonder if that pisses him off. It probably does every day. I don't know. It's just it's stupid. Yeah, it's like, it, it's like cool. You made one. You made two movies that were able to like break the the bank, right? But why do you need these? Why do you need four more sequels to one of those films? Like ten year, ten plus years later. It's not even good. Like, no, I know. If it was something like. It's a good film that you can actually that you'd actually be like, oh cool, oh like okay, oh, Titanic like, too, Electric Boogaloo. No, like Prometheus is like was years later after Alien and um, James Cameron, fuck. Ridley Scott actually explored a, like a different section of this universe yeah, he that he like, created. Fuck you, James Cameron. Yeah, and see like that. <laughs> see like, I still I still don't understand why people hate that movie, but. Like, but see, but he even did it. We were talking about where he was like, "I'm gonna take a different look at this," because he that movie, all that movie did was just like open it up. Yeah, it just never, never said that alien existed or didn't exist. It just literally opened it up. Yeah, it was just saying like, "Look, if there's more in this universe than you thought." And if he, if James Cameron did that with these movies, then yeah, maybe I'd be interested. Yeah. Because then it's like, oh, you could see, um, you could have one movie that's just like, it's like a, a huge, like, hardcore action film about these, like, aliens going at it, you know, with, like, 
humans, you know, being off to the side like, oh, we landed on the wrong planet or something. I don't yeah. know. And then another one could be more of like a... I don't fucking know. But like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> at least you could change it up. And yeah. It'd be cool. Yeah. Especially now where everyone wants to do connected universes. Yeah, you could tell your you can tell your own story over here about some other aliens, right? And then maybe maybe you find out like, oh, they're actually relate like they're related because it turns out in like the past, like maybe one of them was more advanced and they like seeded this other planet. <gasps> it sounds like someone did this already, but they did it better. And, like, yeah, sure, maybe some of the sequels weren't as good, but, like, at least they did it, like, good. And, like, it sounds like he's just copying. Oh, I feel like that's what he does all the time. He just copies other works, and he's like, yeah, yeah, it's mine. I, it was my original Yeah, yeah. Like wow. he did with Terminator, where he li- he literally had to put that it's based off of a different story because he said he came up with it, but then it turns out, like, it was kind of based off of another story. And he just was like, no, 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 no. I came up with the story. And then they were like, no, this has too many similarities to this other story. So then he he was forced to like put that in there, that it's based off of something else. Cool. Yeah, I don't know. This, fuck these movies. We better not make it fucking long either. It's probably going to be like three hours, three, three and a half hours. But that's just the theatrical cut. Now the director's cut. So AMC stub a list. Um, so it turns out that they're gonna h- hike the price in certain states, um, which I could say is because pr- AMC released a statement. Right, the um, our decision to keep the AMC stub list monthly price unchanged at 35 states, along with only a modest price adjustment in some key markets going in place in early 2019, will keep us in the sweet spot of successfully balancing profits and popularity. So basically, like in states that, like, it's, I think it's, uh, so it's California, Connecticut, Massachusetts, New Jersey, New York. So basically where a cost of living is higher, they're upping it from 1995 to 2395. And then, um, for other states, which are like, they're not as high, but they're higher than like, like here. Um, like Colorado, Delaware, Florida, Georgia, like just some other like states there, it's going to 21 95. So like, I say this is good because one, it's still in keeping with like, yeah, you're still guaranteed like the three movies a a week per month or, or whatever, like how the, the, the plan is staying the same. It's not like with movie pass where not only are they, no, they're just keeping the price. They're like taking away all the perks. They're like, hey, in order to keep your perks, we gotta raise the price. In order, like that's what Movie Pass should have done. They're doing what Movie Pass should have done. They should have been like, hey, guys, you can keep your one movie a day, but we just gotta increase the price back to like twenty bucks. Yeah, that makes sense because we talked about or we always talk about this how you can go somewhere like california and you're buying one ticket and for just a normal movie ticket maybe you're paying you know close to 15 dollars, mm-hmm. right but somewhere out here like if we went to the movies right now i bet we could get a movie ticket for five bucks yeah so it it does make sense that you know they're like, oh hey, 
maybe these places need, you know, yeah. maybe a little bit more. Which, like I said, it, it it does. Like I get how it does suck because, like, let's say I'm talking to a friend in, in New York and he's like, "Oh yeah, I have you know the AMC stubs." He's like, "It's the best, you know, twenty four dollars I spend." I'm like, twenty four dollars? The fuck? I'm only paying nineteen dollars or twenty dollars. And he's like, "What?" <laughs> I get, you know, that may yeah. be a little like, that's not fair. But at the same point, like we've said, the fact that they could see like, oh, hey, you know, these tickets are three times more expensive than these tickets are you yeah. know, in this area. But like, I still get it. You know, it, it, it's like a, a nice thing to do where you don't want to increase everyone's. Yeah, pay. because like if, if I got it right now. I would stay at nineteen ninety five, no yeah. matter what. I mean, even $25 a month is still not bad. Yeah, you still get to see three movies a week for free. Or, well, not for free. But you get to see three movies a week, right? And then you still get it, What? and that's four or five weeks a month. Mm-hmm. So it's anywhere from 12 to 15 tickets. I mean, that's still not that bad. Yeah, but... Um... But what I'm saying is like, it it's fine, but it it does it does look shitty sometimes when you're like, man, why do I have to pay, you know, twenty five dollars and they only have to pay twenty dollars? I I get how that can look, but at the same point, I mean, we're okay with other things like that. You know, if we go to California right now, it's like, why the fuck am I paying like four something for gas? Yeah, you know, it's like I could be paying a a whole dollar plus cheaper if i just go home yeah so when you look at it like that it's like yeah it makes sense like they're just they're obviously following their data saying hey we're doing well here we're doing well here this is costing more here than it is over here and i i'm hoping that this is leading into more tiers like we've talked about where you can get you know one movie a week where you can get Two people watching one movie a week, or you know what I mean. I hope that AMC knows that. Oh, people are interested in because talked about before, like millions of people are getting this. I hope they see that people are interested and they're like, "All right, let's 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 change it up even more," but in a good way. Beautiful morning, sister. Hey, don't fucking Fuck talk to us. I get the fuck out of here. Sister Ginevra. Sister Fernanda. Sister Alessandra. Sister Maria. These are your sins. Bling, bling, bitch. Do my own thing, bitch. Filthy conversation. Mind your own fucking business. Lustfulness. Oh. Homosexuality. It's too tight. Did you roll your eyes? No. You were rolling your eyes. Wake up, little bitches. Let me show you how to live. You're in the thing. You've been so good. You're gonna get me fucking killed. Bring me his goddamn balls. Preaching to you, little bitches. Did you hear what I said? These girls can be tough. I'm not gonna lie. They can be very tough. What is this shit? This is a turnip. That's not a turnip. It's shit. Who are you? Not fair. You're just stuck here with all these bitches. No! Ask me if I'll have to ride sin. I have slept with another man's wife. 
Sometimes she would place her mouth around my sex. No, that's sodomy. I thought sodomy was just when someone would penetrate the rear. That's also sodomy. Right. Did you do that? I, I did. Am I thought for love is the rock? Oh, what is wrong with her? She is on drugs! All my hot girls with me. She can dance around and burst those It's the longest list I've ever had. Apostasy, abusive language, heresy, revelings. Eating blood? Do you think I've ever written down eating blood before? Where am I? Bling bling bitch, do my own thing bitch Fuck a wedding ring, that ding-a-ling was just a the Little Hours is a 2017 comedy written and directed by Jeff Baina. The film stars Allison Brie, Dave Franco, Aubrey Plaza, John C. Riley, Molly Shannon, Fran Armisen, Jamina Kirk, Lauren Weedman, Nick Offerman, Paul Reisner, Adam Polly, John Gabris, Paul Wheats. The film takes place in Italian medieval times, where we follow three nuns, Alessandra, Genova, and Fernanda, who live in a covenant led by Father Tommaso. Trouble comes to the covenant when the gardener quits, due to the constant harassment from the ladies. Meanwhile, in the town over, we see Maceto, a young servant who gets caught up in a love affair with his master's wife, and once his cock getting close to her in an open field. He runs away until he meets up with Father Tommaso. While on a run to sell the goods, the father got drunk and crashed the cart and loses everything into the river until Maceto comes to help. And for his repayment, Father gives Maceto a place to stay in an agreement that he'd take the now open position. Once there, the two agree to pretend that Maceto is a deaf mute to help cut down on the harassment. But once the girls notice him, all three fall for his looks. Then one night, all the girls get together in Alessandra's room, along with Fernanda's new friend, Marta. All four of them get drunk off wine, leading to Fernanda taking Genereva back to her room, where they end up having sex. With the awkwardness of sex and Alessandra having feelings for Maceto, the girls kind of split up for a while, with Fernanda spending more time with Marta, Genereva feeling left out and alone, and Alessandra now pursuing a physical relationship with Maceto. But it all comes to head when one day Fernanda and Marta kidnap Maceto and drag him into the woods. But lucky for him, both Genereva and Alessandra saw what happened and followed close behind. It's once we reach the stopping point that we see Fernanda and Marta are part of a coven of witches, and Maceto is tied up soon to be sacrificed. But after Genereva loses it and drives the witches away, Alessandra helps Maceto get free, and all girls make their way back to the covent. Once there, Genereva wakes up most of the covent, including Bishop Bartolomeo. The next day, the bishop hands out punishments to all the girls. Father Tommaso and Maceto is sent back to his former master. The girls apologize to one another and decide to help Alessandra break out Maceto. Once there, all they need to do is trick two not-very-smart guards and break him free. On their way back to the covenant, they pass Mother Superior and Father Tommaso, now forced into monkhood, embracing each other, still sharing their love in secret. Uh, this movie was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll say this. I never felt, it's kind of in, in a good way. I never felt more confused on what was going to happen yeah. than what was happening in this movie. Yeah. Okay. 
So when I first heard of this movie, it was right around the time that Ingrid Goes West was a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I, I didn't know everyone who was involved with it, but I knew like Alison Brie, um, Aubrey Plaza, Aubrey Plaza, and uh, John C. Riley. And they said it was a comedy, and I saw her do like an interview talking about like. The actual robes are like real robes and they're super heavy and hot and all this mm-hmm. stuff. So I was like, oh, cool. You know, I, I told be down to watch that, you know, when it comes out and never saw anything on it. And I was flipping through um, Hulu the other day and it, came, it popped up and I told my sister, I was like, hey, do you want do you mind watching this? She's like, no. And as it's going, <laughs> I'm like, oh, maybe it's like a. Like an indie comedy, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yes. it's like meant to be a little bit more realistic, but like funny. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. I was because it started off and I was like, oh, it's not how I thought it was gonna be. Um, but then it starts getting exactly how I thought it was gonna be. When she starts like, like telling the, <laughs> the the poor like groundskeeper guy, yeah. he's like, good morning. And she's like, what the fuck are you looking at? Yeah. Don't <laughs> yeah. fucking look at me. Yeah, <laughs> you fucking perv. <laughs> um, then I was like, okay, now I know where we're at. <laughs> but then it goes on, and it kind of it 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 ta- it changes. It's like it changes like the feel of the movie mm. a tad bit here and there. Where you're like, oh, maybe it's going about to get really fucking real right now. Yeah, um, like. Um, when she, when Aubrey Plaza seduces, what's her name, um, and she takes her back to her room and stuff, yeah. and it gets like, gets like pretty real and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It, the, the watching it was like intense because yeah. it felt kind of real. Like, oh, uh, uh, like I was like, oh, she gonna rape her, and I was like, oh no, they're kind of getting into it. And then, like, out of nowhere, they throw in, like, witches and stuff. And I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, did not see that coming. Yeah. If I if I wasn't looking forward to the stuff that was happening, like, I knew I knew the people in it. I knew the kind of comedy that they're into uh, um, in the film. I would, like, I would almost be like, this movie doesn't make sense. But I think that's the whole point is, yeah. like, it. It's just telling like this weird story of like a guy and a girl, and you know, there's Jesus in here somewhere and uh-huh. stuff. Um, but there's like, like the part with um, at the end with uh, John C. Riley and um, Molly Shannon, Molly Shannon, where like they're obviously like together type uh-huh. of deal. Like it was almost sweet. It was like heartwarming. Like, oh, okay. But then there's stuff where it's like they're like basically raping him. The raping what's his name? Dave Franco. Dave Franco, <laughs> like in his shed, the two girls. <laughs> At first it's like like they're straight up raping him. Mm. Uh it's I, it's a it's a weird movie. It is. But, but it's funny. But it's funny. What I love is that it, it it really does paint itself as like a period piece. But it's just, it throws in like all that, uh, I don't know how to pronounce it, and, a, and Chris, I don't know. 
it throws in like a bunch of like like modern talk and modern like like you like the way that like they're like cussing at him and stuff and like and like they don't talk like how they would talk during that period. They talk like they would talk now, but okay. it's just set then, <laughs> and it just makes it even funnier too. Yeah, it it's one of those movies that you watch because you know how funny everyone's gonna be in it. That's why that's what makes it the funniest. Like there's no there's no like big, you know, um car chase scenes where, you know, they're doing like funny shit like uh like old school where the scene where they kidnap all the people, the pledges. Yeah. And it's just like Metallica blaring and you know they're like chasing all these people down and yeah that's funny because you're you're watching like this this van <laughs> chasing down these people to Metallica it's like it's just it's awesome there was nothing really crazy like that it was just the people in it um, like all the people in it were funny mm-hmm. like everybody I was like when the guards come and I was like hey that's John Gabris yeah. hey that's um, Adam Pally it's yeah like, awesome. It's, it's definitely, like, if you're looking for, like, a super bad, this isn't up your alley. Uh-huh. But if you just like comedy, yeah, 100%. There's so many just, like, random good lines or... <laughs> Like when they put down the turtle and the yes, I the was thing. Gonna, yes. I I thought like they were gonna do some. She was gonna try to do some witch shit, like yeah. some magic, whatever. Then just, just like, hey, that, hey, we we gotta follow this. Yeah. <laughs> and they just hey, the leave. turtle has a candle on it. <laughs> they just start Let's leaving. Follow it. Yeah, and they just follow. But like the turtle's not even like going fast or anything. It's just like slowly walking away, and they're just like. All right, let's follow this turtle. <laughs> and they just follow it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! Um, or, or even when um, Dave Franco, where he he comes through the window and like her, him and Allison Brie are like gonna have sex. Remember, like they're on the bed, and then that old lady just walks in. Like she doesn't even she doesn't even look at them. She just oh, yeah. walks in. She sits down. And she just starts doing her like or embroidery, and she's just sitting there. And they look at her, and they're just like looking at her, and she's just, she's not even looking at them. She doesn't even acknowledge them, and he just like she gets. Over and she starts doing it. He's under the bed and she's like, "Why are you under the bed?" And he's all, <laughs> and he tries to leave. And then, um, who comes in? Oh yeah, Molly Shannon and um, Fred Armisen, right? Yeah. Or what's her name? Constantly asking, like, "Are you really from so and so?" Yeah, yes. Are, she you, has are like you a, really from so and so? She has like an accent. Yeah. Hey, are you sure you're from whatever? <laughs> It's like, oh my god, yeah. She takes the Balladonna and then she tries to have sex with Dave Franco. <laughs> she's all fucking high. And she's like, oh, this isn't... <coughs> she's like, this isn't the same as like having sex with a woman. And she's like, I think I'm a lesbian. <laughs> also, I'm Jewish. <laughs> I like how that, like, like later when they're like, yeah, and she's Jewish. And <gasps> God damn. It it's like when I, when I was watching it, I did like I like I said, I thought it was gonna go a certain way. Yeah. So I didn't expect it to be that funny, but and and it does, you know, I will give it that it is a very even paced movie. I'm not gonna say it's slow because it's meant to be you know, it's it's meant to be oh, you know, we're in 
Where the fuck are you supposed to be in, like, France or something? No, they're supposed to be in Italy. On well, Italy? Same thing. You know, back in the day, it's like, I get it, right? Like, mm. of course there isn't, you know, music playing, you know, boom boxes down the street or whatever. It's like, I, I get, it's supposed to be kind of quiet, more subdued. Mm. It's understandable. So I'm not going to say it's a slow-moving movie. It's just, it's a very, like, evenly paced movie. Yeah. I'm not going to say it's the funniest film of, of this year that I've ever seen or whatever, but it was hilarious. They had so many awesome people in it. Like, if, if you're just a fan of, like, modern-day comedy and, like, stand-up and stuff, then you'll, you know, you'll be like, oh, there's a lot of funny people in here. Aubrey Plaza plays, like, the perfect woman villain thing Mm -hmm. and the funniest part about the whole thing is like everyone gets a happy ending yeah like it's it's something that towards the end of the movie you think nothing like you think no one's gonna kind of have that I guess like the the most I thought was that Allison Brie was gonna try to break out uh, Dave Franco and they would run away or something yeah but no, everyone's just kind of back to doing themselves and normal and stuff. Doesn't what's her name apologize for being a witch? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then she apologizes for. Is, she, is that when she apologizes for being Jewish? I think so. Or is it? Or is that? Or is that when she's in front of Fred Armisen? Can't remember. Being Jewish. But. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I really like this movie. That's yeah. why I I when I watched it, I was like, "Hey, what about this movie?" Cuz it's it's something like Upper Alley, but it was, it's very it's honestly a different kind of comedy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um and I know it's it's meant to be that way. It's kind of like I would say it's kind of like um Casa de Mi Padre. Yeah. Where when you're watching it, you could obviously tell people are like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. But it's funny. Like, it's funny because it's like that. I'm pretty sure we're the only people that like Casa de Mi Padre. <laughs> Canadian Slims? <laughs> Canadian Slims. Um, it's not as, it's not as like overtly silly as that, but it, I think it's in that same vein where they're, they're kind of telling like this certain style of, style of like story it just happens to be really fucking funny in it. I think it's the same way that like they're like, oh, we're telling this yeah period piece, but it's a bunch of funny people doing funny shit. I that I would honestly say like that's kind of how to gauge this movie. So, I mean, if you happen to like that movie, cool. Um, if you like any of the actors in it, awesome. Like, I think this. I honestly think this was a really good movie. Uh, it's pretty funny. Great cast. Would watch again. Yeah. Back talked. For today's segment, um, did you see that recently Orson Welles' like, lost film was put on Netflix? It's called The Other Side of the Wind. So, and then I I know that, like, a, like a lost script by, like, Stanley Kubrick is being auctioned recently. For like, I never saw that for sale. So like, what do you what do you think about like people trying to like either finish or be like, hey, let's produce this. Like, hey, this was something that like this director that was like 
like oh, a renowned director like wanted to do but he couldn't do because then he ended up dying because god why did he have to go and die right and like because we as we've seen before with stanley kubrick at least steven spielberg finished ai for him like like stanley kubrick wanted to make this film ai but he died unfortunately and so Steven Spielberg had been working with him, right? And he was like, oh, I'm going to take up the mantle and I'm going to make AI, right? And so then he ended up making AI. And it has this weird feel of, like, part of it feels like a Stanley Kubrick film, but then part of it feels like a <laughs> Steven Spielberg film. Yeah. And it, it, it you get this weird, like, that's why I feel like people didn't get it. Yeah. Like, people just don't. I think it's because they wanted either E.T. or they wanted, like, the Shining. And it's like, you can't put those movies together and expect them to work. I mean, maybe. But, like, what, what, do, you, what do you think about, like, either, like, picking up where someone left a film because they died or, like, just, like, didn't... Or, like, they had completed, a, like, this one, where Orson Welles had completed most of it. Um, he just never got to, like, finish production and, like, put it out. It was just something that was just sitting there for a while it's always interesting to see stuff like that happen look at um uh what's the film that uh heath ledger died where they were filming the Uh, imaginarium of dr parnassus yeah some people said that the fact that they went that route helped the film even more yeah because it helped it played into like the whole like ooh, weird yeah it it does because in the the story you 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 get a feeling that this character doesn't want to be himself so like it makes sense why like in one one scene he's Jude Law then the, the next he's um who's an, who's another person I think Kai Pfeiffer yeah and then the next one he's like oh I'm going to go beat my wife and then yeah you know what I mean like it makes sense right why why it would be that way and that's something that they probably they wouldn't done if he passed, right? It's no. a different way of looking at something that's presented to you. Imagine if you will someone giving you uh like an old Ed Wood film, right? Mm. And it's like this is all the film that he like this is everything that he shot, we just never edited it together. Yeah. Like imagine someone today editing that film. See but would you want to? Would you edit it in a way that like Ed Wood would have done it? Or well, would you that's do what it? I'm saying. Like it's it's always interesting to see how it comes out. Yeah. Because because you could easily be like, well, I'm paying homage to him. Yeah. So what's this? Sh- like, okay, this is the proper version. <laughs> See, this is how a normal person would edit a film. This is how Ed Wood would edit the film. Shoot all this unnecessary stuff like to play into this that doesn't have anything to do with anything. And you're yeah. like, why? <laughs> but, I mean, it'd be interesting to see what happens, right? Mm-hmm. Like, see what comes out of it. Taking something like, like an old Alfred Hitchcock script, right? Yeah. That he never made, that it's finished, and then trying to remake it now, be interesting. Like, especially something like that, right, where Alfred Hitchcock was very much into 
the era that he was in. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when you're watching it, you're like, oh, this is what I'm watching. Yeah. And he was very meticulous about every single thing, too. So it's like, so, like, do you try and see, like, that's the thing. It's like, so would you try and, like, manipulate, like, or or try and be just like him and try and be as meticulous as you can? Or would you be like, well, but see, this is my style, um, so I'm going to do it my way. But, like, it's still a Hitchcock film. Kind of, see, like... I don't know. I think as a filmmaker, I would, I think I would have to like sit there and actually like think, think it through, like sit there with the script, sit there with the, yeah. Well, what if, if they, they're like, Oh, "Oh, this is this amazing script by Alfred Hitchcock. Right. And they gave it to Michael Bay. I just, (laughs) (laughs) and he gave it to Michael Bay. He literally was about to say like, like, what do you get out of it? He's like, I read it. Um, I couldn't get halfway through it. It was so boring as shit. Like, there's no... Where's the Where's the car chase? Where's the explosions? Where are the robots in disguise? Where are the boobs, okay? Where are the boobs? That's where I feel like uh, it could go iffy, but it's... Nonetheless, it's interesting. Yes. It's interesting to see people take stuff like that and, and see what comes out of it. Um... It could go either way, but no matter what, I think it's interesting. I think that's where I land at is no matter what happens, what comes out, I think it's it's still going to be pretty cool to watch. It is interesting, too, to see, like, because, see, Orson Welles was obsessed with, because he had a bunch of other things that he didn't complete, right? But he was obsessed with completing this one, but then he died and he couldn't finish it. Because that's what happens when you give up, kids. Never give up. But see, like, he was so obsessed with it. And so, and he shot it in so many, like, different ways. And, like, and it's, like, it's this, it's, like, this is what he wanted to be his, like, magnum opus. And so it's just interesting to see, like, what did we, years late, like, what what is, was that now, like, 40 years 40 years later and we're like so what do we what do we see from this uncompleted film and when we put it together like what do we get from like what Orson Welles was trying to say it, that's what that's what I'm saying like I think it's cool cuz yeah you could you could pay homage to these people and do exactly what they would do or try to be in the mindset of like well he liked doing this or yeah. oh this is how they wrote this or whatever right Oh, I need to finish the script exactly like this. So you could come up with something that is very much like A, B, C. But then you could have someone who's like, here's this old script from, you know, whatever. And it's it's like 90% done. You just basically have to finish sanding. If they gave it to something like Steven Spielberg, you might get something different. Something like... Um, Something like M. Night, you might be getting something different. You know what I mean? Like, Yes. It depends. Like, it really depends on who makes it, how they make it, how they want to make it. But that could also mean that it could turn out way better than we thought. That's true. Because you could get something like Steven Spielberg trying to make a Stanley Kubrick film. And you can tell, like, you could tell that's what's going on in this film. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, you're right. Like... 
guess in that um, instance, it it like it's I don't know. It's like what what do you want? Like, yeah. would you want a Stanley Kubrick film finished by Steven Spielberg? Would you want a Steven Spielberg film inspired by Stanley Kubrick, or would you want a Stanley Kubrick film finished by M Night Shyamalan? I think all of that is a part of what you're getting when you're doing stuff like that. But I mean, I guess that's how Hollywood works anyways, because like, look at scripts nowadays, or even back then they were written by random people. And so then a director came in or a producer and they're like, Hey, yeah, I see what you're doing, but like, I want to do it like this. But I think this is more of like, I I don't think it's, I don't think this is just typical. Hey Dom, I wrote a script. Can you, can you, uh, Directed or whatever. It's more of like Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, has a film, yeah. unfinished film. Imagine if you had to have eighty percent, like eighty percent of a movie done, finished, whatever, right? And you either going with Taika Waititi to finish it or Michael Bay. You're gonna be getting different movies. Yeah, that's why I'd like to see. Like, I would love for like. A script that was written by somebody who's very like strict or like st- stringent about it, like like an Alfred Hitchcock or even like a Sil- Steven Spielberg, right? Someone who's very meticulous about something that they want done, and then you give it to somebody like David Lynch, or you give it to like uh like Guillermo del Toro, and see what they do with it. Yeah, see, like that's what I'm saying is it could turn out awesome uh-huh it could turn out like okay yeah that's acceptable. i see what you're doing or it's I see what like, you're doing what the fuck did you do <laughs> like imagine an alfred hitchcock movie being finished by guillermo del toro that'd be that'd be pretty i don't even know what to expect with that where it's like all of a sudden like the ending you think it's gonna go one way and it's like wait where do these monsters come from <laughs> Oh, the monsters have always been there. Oh, it's because, see, an interdimensional rift broke open, and so monster come out. It's like, but that had nothing to do with this at all. Sequence of birds. Yeah. <laughs> the birds are actually, like, um, interdimensional, like, monsters. But they just happen to look like birds. That'd be awesome, actually. I'd, I'd see that movie. Yeah, I just think it kind of depends on how you want to perceive it as being good or bad or interesting. Because, I mean, we we do technically see it today when people are remaking things. That's or, true. Or, you know, they're going back and taking ideas from old and bringing it, you know, to today. Um, you love the thing, right? Yes. That was a re- rehash true. of an old movie. And then they re... No, they pre they prequeled it. it. Yes. And I still thought that movie was cool. Like, you know, yeah. it was cool. And even with that, look at what happened. They they cuz it was based the original the thing from another world from the 50s, 40s 50s was based off of a short story, right? Who goes there? Yeah. But did you see that recently they found the actual novel that he wrote of it? That like cuz the 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 short story he cut it down to publish in a magazine but his original like he originally wrote a novel for it so it's like wow now we have more material from the original author like look at what we can do now with it do you think there's a difference between 
having you know someone try to remake like birds right like oh i'm remaking birds then you know let's say birds was never made it was just a script Mm -hmm. and having someone take that because no matter what you have to understand that well this is um this was going to be another alfred hitchcock movie oh yeah so do we film it like you know i think it's always going to be in the back of your head like do we film it close to how alfred hitchcock would be do we keep it back in the day of like the 50s 60s or should we bring it modern like if we bring it modern could we still have the same feel you know what i mean yeah as opposed to someone trying to look back and be like okay well let's remake this like okay well all right well we'll change this or we're gonna do this or whatever there's i think there's two different mindsets like no matter how you want to perceive it i think there's always going to be two different mindsets um if we're if we're looking at it as just being like remakes or rehashes or all that stuff i think we're both like accepting of it or at least we're willing to see yeah but we know how bad things can turn out yeah but i don't know i kind of like that whole mystery idea of like taking something that was forgotten or lost and and bringing it back and and making something out of that i think that's more that sounds more exciting and original than someone being like michael bay saying like oh i'm gonna remake the thing but only from the 80s so yeah i don't know it it's cool i think it's i think it's awesome idea but it like like we said with a lot of these remakes it can go very wrong yes. i think it just depends on the people the ideas and you know the i guess like the finish like your finished your your finish line of like i want it to be i want it to be a stanley kubrick film yeah or i want it to be a alfred hitchcock film as opposed to like oh i want it to be michael bay's version of an alfred hitchcock film but with that we end so thank you guys for listening yes thank you all of you we appreciate all the input that uh, Don's mom gives us uh huh make sure you follow us on our show so at imtb underscore podcast both on twitter and instagram yep also, you can email us directly at intbpodcast at gmail.com. Woo! And, yeah, thank you guys for listening. If you guys have anything, please hit us up on either or any of those things. But until then. Remember, this has been Dom and Fern. Whoop, 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 whoop. Is that a dog? <laughs> I don't know what I was going for. <laughs> Um, but yeah, remember it's, uh, not that bad. (laughs) It's not that bad.